What a game that was. Like, timely scoring, great passing. That's how you win a championship right there. The Rockets are a real contender this year. Sorry, I meant to put the Eagles. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the Informal Program. Welcome in, everyone. Another half hour. Excuse me. Keep going. That, that, that usually doesn't happen. Welcome in. Another half hour of quality radio. That's ironic. I'm trying to say quality radio and I can't, can't even speak. Welcome into the Informal Program. Speaking of being speechless, I don't know if you saw the Super Bowl. That was quite a game. That's where we'll start the show this weekend. I'm Daniel. Dave's back there. Hi. Yeah, that's Dave. John is uh, behind the glass running the show. And quickly, though, we didn't mention it last week, but John went out and invested in a soundboard. So our drops yeah, are now easily accessible to him, and he thinks that is wonderful. Okay, so we're going to start with the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Eagles, the champions of the NFL, apparently the champions of the world because, you know, who else plays professional American football? But it was a, it was a very odd game. I don't know if you've ever watched, well, of course you've watched, but you have a movie that you watch over and over again and you know the outcome of the movie. I don't know what it is for you. For me, it's probably like Chicken Run. I've seen Chicken Run a lot. For some people, it's the Empire Strikes Back, that there's that movie for you, and you watch it, and it's familiar to you. So watching that game was like seeing The Empire Strikes Back, for an example. And you have the scene where Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker come together, and they have a big fight. At some point, Darth says, Luke, I'm your father. And he says, no, and then he falls down and all that. So watching the Super Bowl was like watching that, and suddenly... Darth Vader never says that, and Darth is the one who goes falling down. It's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've seen this numerous times. Something's off here. What happened? That's what it was like watching the Super Bowl because I just kept watching the game. I'm like, somehow, Patriots, they're probably going to win this. I don't know how, but they're the Patriots. They're going to win. I didn't care who won, but the Eagles flipped the script. The Eagles actually did it. It was, it was they, they, they went, and they reversed the trend because I've been watching – the Patriots' dominance pretty much since I was born. Remember 2001, 2003, 2004? I can't remember. They, they all run together. And every year, Patriots drive down late. They kick a field goal and win. And the Eagles said, no, 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 we're going to do that this time. So congratulations to the Eagles, Super Bowl champions. And what's interesting, they were completely disregarded. I think disrespected. We do a thing around here on the show, even before we started the show, where we do computer rankings. We take a bunch of power rankings and where the team is in the league, and we make like a pseudo-BCS formula, except ours actually makes sense and is somewhat legitimate. Thank you. And the Eagles went into Los Angeles. They beat the Rams, but Carson Wentz got injured. And all of the power rankings people, even though they beat one of the teams that everyone saw as one of the best in football and a team they'd have to overcome if they wanted to make it to the Super Bowl, even though that didn't happen. But at the time, this was like a matchup of two of the best teams in the NFL. They beat the Rams, but Carson Wentz gets injured. All the power rankings say, no, they have no chance. They win the game that everyone said, all right, this is, this is their statement game. And they fell in all the rankings. They went from like number two in the NFL to number six. 
Where'd they finish in our poll, by the way, John? He does the computer stuff. I think they were sixth. They were sixth. Finished with one of the best records in the NFL, but they said, oh, you don't have your quarterback. We're going to throw you down. You have no chance. They finished with the best record in their conference, and they're underdogs in all of their games. Vegas says, we don't, we don't, we don't care for you. You don't have your quarterback. We don't want you. They're the home team in all their games. That's never happened before. That a team is the best in the regular season. They have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And Vegas says, no, we don't trust them. And they say, oh, really? Oh, you don't trust us? They beat the Falcons. It's a close game. Went out and just ran the Vikings back to Minnesota. And now they come in the Super Bowl, and people are asking before, hey, you know, what do you think of the game? One thing I thought was interesting was before Carson Wentz got injured, people said, this team is unstoppable. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They lose Carson Wentz. Oh, they can't, they can't win any games. I'm like, this is the same team. They just lost one guy. Yes, he's an important guy, but it's one guy. There's another, there's, there's another football team there. There's a whole football team. Offense, defense, and special teams. Nope, nope, forget it. So Nick Foles, congratulations to Nick Foles on being a Super Bowl champion. And I think his win is going to raise a lot of questions about the quarterback position. I know we've seen other guys win, but in this climate, are we overrating quarterbacks a little bit? I'm just curious. I don't – I'm just here talking. But are we – I know they're an important position, but we're making them like the queen in chess. That's how I feel. Like – they are another football player. Yes, they're an important one, but everyone calm down here. Because the NFC Championship game was Case Keenum and Nick Foles. Who had that? The most yards ever in a Super Bowl. A duel between Tom Brady and Nick Foles. Everyone, oh, we want to see Drew Brees. Oh, we wanted to see Ben Roethlisberger. We don't want... Who's the guy from Jacksonville? I don't remember his name. Why are you asking me? Because you were going to say it. Blake Bortles. Thank you. I'm sorry, what? You were going to say his name and then you forgot. And I was asking you before you asked. So you knew I didn't know, but you asked me anyway. Yeah. Just just go back there, Dave. Thank you. We want to see Blake Bortles. We don't want to see Blake Bortles. We want to see these high-power quarterback matchups. Oh, Nick Foles is in the Super Bowl. This is going to be a drag. Oh, really? So I just wonder now. I just wonder. Yeah, quarterbacks are very important, but it's one position. It's a very important position, but it's, how many times have we seen in college football? We saw it in the national championship game. They traded out their starting quarterback. Florida got a national championship. They had two quarterbacks. Ohio State won the national championship. I know college football is different and all that, but I'm just saying, in a high level of football, we've seen a third-string quarterback win a national championship. Maybe the NFL just needs to chill out a little bit. Case Keenum was in the NFC championship game. I hope you all didn't miss that. Blake Bortles was in the AFC championship game. So I just wonder if this is the year where people sit up and say, you know what, quarterbacks, they're important, but maybe we've been overhyping this position a little bit. I don't know. Because, I mean, what other position in sports, if you lose them, Everyone just proclaims gloom and doom. I don't, I don't think there's another position in sports. Okay, let's say this, this hasn't happened, but okay, Clayton Kershaw goes down for the Dodgers. 
Everyone's still like, they still have four pitchers. Everyone calm down. They're still batting. Like, but in football, you saw it happen. Nick Foles comes in. Oh, there go the Eagles. See you next year. The fans of Philadelphia were getting depressed. So I just wonder if this is, this is a point in football where we're going to change our thinking on that a little bit. Anyway, I feel like I've just been rambling and talking. You have. Thank you for that, Dave. Last thing before we move on here on the show, as we congratulate the Eagles on winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it was a great game. You know, I mean, the, the game itself was good. It was a great, great game. Gronk didn't look very well. I don't, he, he didn't, he looked like he was kind of laboring out there. I don't know if it was just me or other people noticed that. He was, he had a concussion a couple weeks ago. He didn't look Gronk-like. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't look very good. But the last thing I will say before we move on on the show, John Beanie is ready to come out and do his Beanie factoids. We have a lot of factoids today, by the way. I don't know how we'll get through them all. But the last thing I'll say, I, here I am just speaking into the void like everyone else, but the NFL really does need to do something about the catch rule because they almost got exposed on the biggest stage possible because I don't know, I don't care whether you're playing college, whether you're playing in a backyard, that last touchdown, that was definitely a touchdown. And if that was not a touchdown, there's a problem with the rule. I'm just saying. Nope. There are three things in football. I've heard this said. There's the, the running. There's the throwing and catching. That's three things. Those two are connected. Touche. And there's the kicking. No one seems to know one of those. That's a basic thing. This is like if the strike in baseball were even more ambiguous. I know in hockey we've had an issue recently with goaltender interfering Goaltender interference. But it's like they don't actually know what a save is in hockey. So they need to work that out because that would have been that would have been ugly. That would have been ugly. All right. So congratulations to the Eagles on the Super Bowl championship. Nick Foles, the backup quarterback. Uh, by the way, Dave, can you have a word with our social media intern uh, roasting Dan Marino after the game? Go on Instagram.com slash informal program. And, uh, Did you say that clown? I might have. Yeah, they, they put up a picture of Nick Foles. They said, uh, this guy now has more Super Bowls than Dan Marino. Congratulations, Philly. So I was like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah, they're going on Vegas Golden Knights on our uh, Instagram trying to be all snarky. All right. Now, quickly, it's time for one of the most infamous parts of the show, part where my engineer, John Beanie, comes out and does his factoids. Am I ready? Oh, sorry. Play the play the open. And now, <coughs> excuse me. It's time for Beanie Factoids. You couldn't get a better cut for playing a soundboy than one that had him coughing. I was on an editing deadline. All right. Anyway, get, get up here and do this thing. Number one. Number one. James Harden of the uh, Houston Rockets had a sixty-point triple double. That means he had uh, double rebounds, double assists. And 60 points. That's very impressive. Number two. Number two. He's coming back. He's back, baby. Who is? Well, if you'd let me finish, I'll tell you. Mike Fisher, former center for the uh, Nashville Predators, he has returned from his retirement to lead the Panthers, or the Predators, one of those teams, to glory. Yeah, he retired last year and he's come back. And his wife is Carrie Underwood, just so you know. Number three. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you get, you're like you're sitting there like who's Mike Fisher? I know who Mike Fisher is. Well, the audience does it. 
Did you know who Mike Fisher was, audience? They probably said no. Just get on with it. Number three. Uh, Number three, Olive Garden now has nachos. Don't ask. Number four. Uh, Alex Smith got paid a lot of money to play football and throw a football. Did you put any research into these? Number five. Number five, Gary Bettman, the overlord. Commissioner. Okay, fine. You've been on social media, haven't you? Yeah. Anyway, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, has now been in his position 25 years. When he took over, 25 years ago, uh, this week, or last week, some week, anyway, when he took over, it was the position was uh, president of the National Hockey League. He came in and changed that. He became commissioner and overlord, and, uh, and they boo him when the Stanley Cup comes out. But he has made hockey. Uh, he's done stuff. Like what? Well, I mean... You go online, do your research. No, you do your research. This is your segment. Well, he, he had several lockouts, but the good thing he did was um, he helped a small market team survive. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Number six. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are now the greatest expansion team of all time! <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they won their 33rd in a row. Was it 33rd? Why are you looking at me, man? It's your segment. Anyway, they won that. Congratulations to them. I had more, but uh, maybe we'll do them later. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll rush and do them later. I don't know. Anyway. You talk too long. This happens every time. I do my segment, and then you keep talking, and then I never have time. Okay, well, but you wanted to end the first segment of the show. You didn't have to do that. Sure. All right. We'll be back here on the informal program coming up. The news with Bagman, and we talk a little baseball, and then more being factoids later on. We'll be back. Hey, I'm Daniel, here to tell you about something that holds the world together. Money. No, I'm talking about tape. Whether you have a home project or you're Tom Brady and you need to fix your hand, tape is a great way to do that. You just put a little on, stick it on the wall. We're using it here in the studio, actually. Some of our notes for the show... They're here with tape. This microphone, held together by tape. In fact, the stand the microphone is on is actually a roll of tape. Everything having to do with this microphone is tape, except the microphone itself. So if you're interested in tape, which we use on the show, you can go to any home goods stores, any retail stores, and ask them if they have any tape. It's a wonderful appliance. It'll really help you. It's not as uh, sticky and messy as glue. It's a lot more reliable than glue stick. comes in double-sided, one-sided, whatever you need. Tape is amazing. Proud sponsor of the show, and we thank them for their service. And now, here's Bagman with the news. You, you talk too fast. You have a few more seconds. Here's Bagman with the news. Sorry, Dave. Why did my music get cut off? Here's my assistant, Bagman. That was terrible. Uh, where are my notes? You have a few more seconds. Okay, I'm sorry. I lost my notes here. Uh, where are the notes? Anyway, what I was going to say is uh, curling is going on, and a lady... This is going to be my best report, man, and now it's all, like, messed up. Where are my notes? Just make something up. A few more days till NASCAR starts, and uh, hockey's going on. Hockey night in Canada, every Saturday night in Canada. That's it. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Anyway, back to the informal program. Keep talking. All right. 
uh, back to the program. Welcome back to the show. What is going on here today, man? Can we get something right here, please? It, it's the balance of the earth. The Patriots lost the Super Bowl like the, the world is off its axis. Yeah, it's actually scientific. I was watching uh, with the Weather Channel this morning, and because the Patriots lost the Super Bowl that the Giants were not playing in, the earth has actually shifted a little bit off its axis. That's ridiculous. I don't believe that. You, that's what, you, you, do you watch the Weather Channel? Why were they talking about it on the Weather Channel? Because, like, the ice is back. Oh, please stop. No, it's true. They're, they're showing some images, like polar bears are dancing and the ice, and they had Coca-Colas. That is ridiculous. Welcome back to the show. I'm Daniel Wells. I apologize for whatever just happened. He was going to talk about, like, some really interesting stuff, but he couldn't find his notes. Well, maybe if he had them written down and didn't rely on his phone, which apparently died during the report. Anyway, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, final 15 minutes of what we hope is quality radio. <clears throat> well, it started with you coughing. Okay, that's fair. Bagman joins us now from Arizona. That's where he did his report from. Dave was talking to him via in feedback or something. I don't know what you guys are doing. Anyway, pace of play is a big discussion in Major League Baseball now. The players' union does not want it to happen, but the owners and the, the commissioner, mainly the commissioner, want it to happen. Anyway, I, I shouldn't give away all Bagman's material. Bagman joining us now via uh, live from Arizona, where spring training may happen in a few weeks. Thanks for joining us, Bagman. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, you, you almost gave away all my report, but uh, you saved me a few bits, which I will uh, pick up with a vacuum cleaner and attempt to uh, nibble on. Okay. So what's going on here? Well, what's going on here, Daniel, uh, to put it simply, are millennials. And uh, Major League Baseball feels that they, they have a shorter attention span than the average man, and they can only watch baseball games that are two and a half hours long. So the goal is to cut down time in Major League Baseball games, and much like I said, they were nibbling a moment ago, they're trying to, to nibble away like a mouse with a large block of Swiss cheese, trying to nibble away at the edges of uh, the baseball time, and they're trying to find creative ways to do that. All right, so what are some of the ways that they're considering? Well, the, the main thing that, that is stirring up the pot, so to speak, of this, this boiling cheese. Can you please cut the cheese analogy and just get to the... I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Are you done making jokes? That wasn't a joke. I misspoke. That's what they all say. Uh, so anyway, the, the point is that there is a chance that a pitch clock will be installed in Major League Baseball stadiums. And what that would be is the pitcher has uh, 20 seconds to throw the ball, and if he doesn't, then it's an automatic ball for the other team because uh, he, he was too slow. And the plan, that's going to cut off like how many minutes? I, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, who knows. But actually, on the books in Major League Baseball is a rule that's not enforced that says the pitcher has to throw the ball in 15 seconds. And that's actually a rule in Major League Baseball. No clocks are needed, but uh, the umpires don't listen to that. Okay, so what are some other ways they're thinking about helping this out? Uh, the, the other thing I've heard, this is really nice. They might bring back the bullpen carts to bring bullpen players in so they don't have to run and expend energy. They'll have a little cart bring them out there. And the other, I don't remember what it was. The other option is, uh, Dave, can you help me out here? Uh, mound visits. Thank you. Dave is like my the other half of my brain. Was that an insult to you or a compliment to him? 
You know, the more I think about it, that was kind of insulting to myself. Anyway, they are thinking about limiting mound visits to maybe six per game. So much like when, if you've read Peanuts, you've seen Charlie Brown is on the mound and Lucy comes up to him or Snoopy comes up with his dog dish. They want six of those visits, with or without Snoopy. That's a good question. I think dogs would have one visit and then the manager would have five. That was a joke, Bagman. Well, you didn't clarify it. I don't know if you're serious or not. Do you see any dogs playing Major League Baseball? Didn't Airbud do it in one of his movies? All right, thank you, Bagman, for joining us. And uh, Bagman with that report. All right, so now we're going to do something special on this show. Man, this show's gone off the rails today, man. I'm telling you, it's the Patriots. Yeah, it's the circle of life. Speaking of the circle of life, Justin Timberlake doing the halftime? Oh, please don't start this. No, I'm, I'm going to go here, okay? We started out with him a few years ago, and, and yeah, we know why he uh, didn't come back. And then they're like, oh, we don't want that, so let's get old rockers. And then they do that, and then Prince shows up, and they're like, that was awesome. We can't top that, so let's get, like, some more old rockers. And then they got Katy Perry, and they're like, all right, she didn't do anything. Let's get Bruno Mars. They said, all right, he didn't do anything. And then now we've come full circle. Hakuna Matata. And then Justin Timberlake came back. So the lion ate the grass, and then the, no, the gazelle ate the grass. No, the lion eats the gazelle, and then the lion dies and becomes the grass. And then the antelope eat the grass. Oh, where's the gazelle? Are you guys done here? No, I'm not done. I'm not done my rant. Please finish. Yeah, so then the... the so basically, I don't know where, where... Did the lion eat the grass yet? No, the antelope ate the grass, and the lions die, and they become the grass, and the antelope eat the grass. What does this have to do with the Super Bowl halftime? It's a circle of life. Justin Timberlake came back after he wasn't there. Did any of that make sense to anyone? What he's trying to say... I, I, I understand. Thank you. Thank you. What we're going to do here on the show... Do you have the envelope, or were you just ranting back there? No, the envelope... Uh, will you please stop. Thank you. Do you know what it is? When the lions die, their bodies become the grass, and the antelope eat the grass. That's the circle of life? Yes. It's pretty lame for the antelope. Like, oh, yeah, well, we got eaten, but yeah, we get to eat the lions, which apparently are grass now. <laughs> And then we get eaten again. That's a circle, man. Oh, boy. All right, are you guys done here? I guess so. And, and by the way, just quickly, what did that have to do with Justin Timberlake? The circle of life. He showed up. He got fired. They got old rockers. They got more comfortable, and they brought him back. Why didn't you say that five minutes ago? Because I got confused about the analogy. Yeah, because we hadn't seen movies. All right, I know. You've seen a lot of movies, Jeff. Hand me the envelope, please. You swallow it again. I know. Happens when I get excited. All right, we're going to do something on the show. If we have time. Oh, boy. Some days, man, I wonder what, what we're doing here. All right. We saw, uh, by the way, you can go to Instagram.com. No, sorry. SoundCloud.com slash informal program for some behind-the-scenes fun, including us doing the Oscar uh, nominations. We watched them live. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to do something similar for the National Hockey League. John had this idea. We're going to open an envelope and see the teams, where they're standing in the NHL standings. Where they're standing in the NHL standings? That's what you gave me on the script. Let me see that. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was a bad writing day yesterday. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to open the envelope, and uh, much like the Oscar nominations, we're going to see what teams are uh, top three in the NHL. Yeah, top three in each division. All right. So who's going to do these first? 
You do the you do the Eastern Conference, and I'll do the Western Conference. I want to do one. He'll, he'll do one too. All right, we'll we'll focus on that. We'll, we'll focus on that. Somewhat. All right, here we are. So we have the Atlantic Division. Toronto Maple Leafs, sixty-seven points. Boston Bruins, seventy points. And Tampa Bay Lightning, seventy-five points. Dave, you want to take the next one? Uh, yes. You didn't do it right, by the way. Here's how you're supposed to do it. The teams from the Metropolitan Division are Pittsburgh Penguins, seventy-one points. Yeah. Who's that one guy? Like when a weird movie gets nominated, it says. Just let him finish. Ah. Uh, no, I'm doing it. New Jersey Devils, sixty-two points. And Washington Capitals, 65 points. All right, John. Thank you. The top three from the Central Division are St. Louis Blues, 67 points. Winnipeg Jets, 71 points. And National Predators, 71 points. I want to do the last one. Yeah, take the envelope, Dave. All right. And lastly... The top three teams from the Pacific Division are. Uh, is that an S? That's an S. San Jose Sharks. No, oh, sorry, that's well, sorry, wrong one. Start over. Oh, for crying out loud! All right, hang on, I got this. <clears throat> the teams from the, <clears throat> excuse me, Pacific Division are. Los Angeles Kings, sixty-one points. San Jose Sharks, sixty-four points. And the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Seventy-four points. Tune in March 3rd to see the names announced. All right, thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy. What a day, man. What a day on the show. You want to do some more factoids before we get out of here? Yeah, because you have nothing to talk about. I have plenty to talk about. Give me one thing you want to talk about right now. NASCAR. All right, I will do some factoids. Give me that microphone. And now, the continuation of Beanie Factoids. We're running out of time. Can you just get through a few of these? Yes, okay. All right, what number were we? Just, just start over. Number seven. Oh, okay. I guess we're at number seven. Uh, C.J. McCollum of the uh, Portland Trailblazers. For now. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, he's going to get traded at some point because they're not going to build a team around him. Wow, Mr. Positive here. You are in the house. He wasn't positive. That was a joke. Just move on. He had 50 points in three quarters, and then his coach said, sit down, and... Oh. All right. And uh, he, he left the game. We're 50 points. Um, Danica Patrick. Hey, NASCAR's in here. Get this out. Number eight. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Larry Walker, who's a baseball player, played most of his career in Colorado, said, uh, and I quote, actually, I don't have his quote, so I probably shouldn't say that. He said that uh, being in Coors Field in that high altitude and hitting a lot of baseballs far because the air was thinner is hurting his Hall of Fame credits. Really? Yeah, he said that, you know, basically people don't trust him because he got a bunch of his home runs in the altitude. Number nine. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, 50,000 minutes he's played in the NBA. That is that is truly incredible. And uh, I think those are all the factors we have. All right, thank you. Oh, wait, sorry, one more. Number 10. The Olympic torch is somewhere uh, floating around. They lit it, and then it'll show up at the, uh, the village this weekend. That's right. The Olympics start this weekend, so we're going to talk about the Olympics coming up on the, the show. You have any predictions for uh, who's going to lead in the medal count? Probably Russia. Uh, I have some bad news for you about that, John. Uh, that is it for the show today. What a show in more ways than one. We'll see you next week here on the informal program. 
take care, and we'll see you. Bye. Well, we're going to have quite a production meeting after this, Dave, because that was a mess. Thanks to Tape for sponsoring the show. Unfortunately, they didn't hold us together. You were waiting all show for that, weren't you? Yeah, well, they had John queued up. I was like, watch this. I'm going to roast him. Barbecue chicken alert, like they said in basketball. Anyway, that was a good game, man. I enjoyed that Super Bowl. That was a great, that was a great Super Bowl. One of the best. It was. All right, you got anything to say? Yeah. What? Baseball now. It's baseball's turn, man. We got some baseball coming up. Do the Angels make the playoffs? Well, I'm not going to ask what you think because you said the Bills were going to be in the Super Bowl. So, I don't trust your opinion. Do the Angels make the playoffs? Eh, that's a wild card maybe. That's what I'm hoping for. Astros are in that division, so, you know. All right, that's it for the show, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hakuna Matata. Indeed.